Hello legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast supported by Ride WA, episode eight. It's so good to have you back. Today's episode, we're chatting with Olivia Ray. Now, Olivia rides for the Human Powered Health Team, which is stepping up to the Women's World Tour next year. Um, She's the New Zealand National Criterion Champion, and she's the winner of the Legion Into the Lion's Den Elite Criterion, where she took home 15,000 bucks. So as a female sprinter, we talk about uh, how she rides races, how she trains for races, um, what she's thinking about when she's in a race, knowing she's got that sprint, you know, how she sort of navigates the field. We also chat about her first season of the World Tour, what she's expecting, um, what she's really looking forward to, and um, you know what kind of races she expects to be in the mix for uh, as she looks ahead to 2022. Of course, we talk about the Legion into the Lion's Den criterion. I mean, how could we not? She won 15K, she dominated the race, and she's been chopping up the US scene for ages. So uh, we really get a great insight into that race and how it kind of all went wrong until the last lap. Uh, Olivia's also a really good advocate for a body positive image, um, and that's kind of a campaign she's been uh, talking and chatting about uh, with regards to body image and female sports. So that's a really, really good one. And yeah, we basically just chat everything sprinting. Um, so hey, this is it. This is episode eight. Get that ergo going, get on the commute to work, and um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers, legends. Good morning and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast. We're up here for episode eight and this morning or this evening, I'm sitting here with Olivia Ray from the Rally, oh, excuse me, Human Powered Health uh, Cycling Team. How are you going, Olivia? Hi, I'm going well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Just woke up, so I'm feeling fresh. <laughs> hey, so um, Olivia, can you please uh, give us a brief rundown about um, just a little bit about you, where you're from, um, the team you're riding for, and um, maybe throw in your favourite win of your career today. Okay. So I'm Olivia. I am 23 from Auckland, New Zealand. On human-powered health now, it was rally cycling for the last however many years. Um, it's been a pretty cool year, and I think the – Gosh, I think the, the best, not maybe not the best win, but definitely the, the coolest was Gateway Cup 2019. Um, the first night it was pouring with rain, dark, there was thunder and lightning. And I crossed the line. Someone has a video of it. I crossed the line, had my hands up, and then lightning struck right behind me as I crossed the line. I was thinking that's, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'll have to say that one for sure. That's sick. I have to find that photo. That's awesome. I, th- I think I have a video. I have to have a look. But yeah, it was it was a cool time. Need to find it. Sounds uh yeah, sounds electric. Uh so human powered health. Is that um that team is stepping up to the Women's World Tour this year, is that right? Yes, yeah, we are. Hmm. That's uh that's pretty special. Um when did you sign for Rally Human Powered Health? Um, I signed my, this is my first year. Um, it was kind of on a whim, I think for them, they were like, okay, let's take a chance on this girl since 2020 had no racing. So it was a bit of a long shot and paid off, which was very good. Like it's kind of surreal what's happening now. So, yeah. Yeah. And, but how did it happen? So like, who, who are you writing for before, uh, human powered health and like there must have been some like some sort of uh well it must have been something that led them to you oh i was on a development like a under 23 development team out of savannah georgia in the u.s and i was doing races individually i didn't really have any teammates that were able to help me race so mainly just did my thing did a few races um I did okay but I wasn't like doing that well and then towards the latter half of the year um from July started getting better and better and uh basically I think it was just a combination of luck chance and 
knowing knowing the right people. I was um last year I was on Butcher Box, which was a USA Crits team. Um, but obviously we didn't get to race at all, so it was a little like okay, uh, there wasn't really much to look forward to. And so I think just the progression, perhaps. Um, I know the directors keep saying like they see the potential, which is something that I I think a lot of bigger organizations don't really look for that. They look more for results. So that was really um, comforting for me. Um, But I raced collegiate. uh, So at university in the States and Jamie Carney is one of the coaches for the universities and his brother Jonas is the manager for rally. So I think just you may have put in a good word or two, or at least I hope they were positive. I don't know. But yeah. And Megan Jastrab was on the team last year too. So mm-hmm. racing with her as well, I think was, was a benefit. Yeah. Mm. But taking a chance, I think is the big one. Yeah. Is the collegiate, uh, when you say collegiate, that's like um, like college. So there's, there's a racing. Mm-hmm. Like how does it yeah, work? So I th- similar to I think New Zealand has schools racing um the U.S. it just has like varsity so from yeah so I guess once you graduate high school and you're in college you're able to depending on the sport you have a certain amount of eligibility so I've got like I think cycling is six years so yeah it's pretty like it's pretty high level racing for sure um I get to win national titles in the U.S., so that's a little funny wow. that they that they let that happen. But um, that's cool. I think it's a great stepping stone between being a junior and then if you're wanting to join the elite level, yeah. it's a great pathway for sure. Did you win a collegiate national title? Yeah, I have. Um, I have nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, four on the road and then uh, math. <laughs> four on the road and um, 14 on the track, I think. Or 15 on the track. Yeah, 15 right. on the track. Okay. And so yeah. when, did you, when did you move to the US? I moved late August 2017. So I've been here about four years just over four years oh sweet okay and have you been racing the 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 track um as much as the road or more no definitely not i think in the last four years i've spent maybe uh, less than 20 less than 20 times on a track probably just just because getting to the track is sort of difficult being hours away and just it sort of seemed like a hassle so it was more just show up the day before racing starts and get it in the legs but but yeah you gotta I think when I was home this year in New Zealand doing track I was definitely on it a lot longer but um I got to get used to it again but yeah just sort of taking a back seat to road I think yeah okay and when you were riding in the US and racing in the US was there I know, I know you said it was human powered health very much taking a, a, a chance on you, but you must have had like a few results that might have stood out. Uh, so there was, I had a couple of track ones from New Zealand. Uh, I had uh, like a 21st place at Winston Salem UCI race in 20. 20- 19 um a few wins in 2019 just some crits but yeah I mean like looking at my results there's not a whole lot so I'm like kind of I'm almost bashing myself like I don't have the results but um in terms of I think the maybe the way I race and like I think the biggest uh I'm going to be cocky and say the biggest thing I, I can give is my sprint. And um, that that's something I think they want is a, a sprint. And so definitely just the gradual progression of getting better and better and feeding it into something that could 
you know, um, hope one day to be the, the best female road sprinter, which I think if, if I really focus on it, I could do it. It's just, yeah, it's interesting looking back at what I've done. It's like, oh, I haven't really done a whole lot. <laughs> so, but um, I think, yeah, just been developing over the last few years is maybe something that really sparked interest. I'm not sure. But mm. yeah. And you, well, that's interesting when you talk about um, sprinting, obviously a, a, a really good attribute that you have. And I was just thinking about it now in the women's like professional scene, there certainly isn't the depth of sprinters that, you see um, in the men's field. So say in the men's field, there's plenty of climbers, there's plenty of punchers, there's plenty of sprinters. Um, and in the women's field, there's plenty of climbers and there's a decent mix of punchers, but the sprinting portion, I guess, segment of, of specialist is definitely I would, the one I would say is the least. Um, I would agree, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's... Amy Peters, Corinne Rivera. Um, oh, I forget her name. Awesome. You'll kill me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> DSM writer, um, Lorena, Lorena, I think. There, yes. there's, a, there's a whole lot that, you know, are so talented, but I agree. I think maybe it's just the way the, the race tactics work out hmm. that most races end in a solo. Yeah. But I do think with the amount of stage racing that's increasing, so obviously the tour and the Giro, with incorporating different stages, like, for example, the Tour de France for the women's, for women this year, or I'm sorry, next year, the first stage is the, the Champs, so the last stage oh, yeah. of the men's race this year. So that's a definite sprint mm. stage, so it would be really interesting to see how it all plays out mm. yeah so, you're right. that's a good we'll point see. yeah very good point there isn't all the stage races which usually are buffered with a few sprint stages here or there that is um but just you, mm -hmm. coming into the the women's world tour at such a great time you know when the, the sport is really like it's still on a trajectory but it's the highest it's been um in ages and so yeah it must be so exciting like so being able to sign for a team that's stepping up to the, the top tier oh i know i mean there was talk of the men's team going well too but that was sort of nah maybe in a couple of years and then all of a sudden it was just yep we've applied for uci it's like whoa <laughs> so mm -hmm. and then to get off of the spot back is like insane yeah very yeah. insane like obviously i'm not one of the the quote unquote strongest, like most uh, uh, experienced riders. So definitely it's going to be a huge learning curve for mm. me, but hopefully a good one. I hope. Right. If you're there at the end Fingers of the crossed. Yeah, if you're there at the end of the bike race, you know, that's the money. All I got to do is sit in and mm. wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay. So, um, when you're racing in the, the US, uh, what's the racing like? Like, does it differ to what you've experienced in New Zealand and um, if you've raced in Europe at all? Um, I would say that US racing is very similar to the aggression in the pack as it is racing in Europe, the little amount I did. Very much like you have to be on your, your A game the whole time or else you're going to end up at the back. Um, New Zealand racing is a little more relaxed. I think <laughs> Australian racing is pretty aggressive too. Um, but I think just the sheer amount of riders in the US helps. They kind of just is this whole like a monster kind of thing versus you know New Zealand it's very for the most part very small and so you don't really get the, the opportunity to race different people all the time mm. but yeah it's it's fun 
I think it, it, it's some, like I've told people that have come over to or have asked about racing crits and I said it's the most exciting thing you'll do because New Zealand we don't have crits but we have one and oh. it's a national championship oh. and it's 30 minutes so it's a little disappointing yeah but it's 30 minutes um, yeah. yeah it's oh. been an hour but last year it was uh, this year's one was 30 minutes yeah mm-hmm. um, okay. it was a little sad the men's was only 45 so it was a little Oh, and I was like, it's not really like a time trial. <laughs> oh, hopefully okay. enough people, hopefully enough people petitioned it to be an hour. Yeah, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what I like about you, Olivia, is that um, you're a, you're an aggressive rider, but in terms of positioning and and um, you know racing crits, especially in the US, you've got to be prepared to just hold your own and. When I've talked with uh, with other female professionals, they often say that when they step up to the, to the world tour or in Europe, the first thing that takes them by surprise or is the hardest thing to grasp is like the aggression of the peloton in there. And do you feel like that's something, that's a trait that you have that'll be helpful in your first season in the world tour? I think to some degree, yes. Um... I think the biggest thing for me was navigating like a role in the race. So for that, okay, it was a little hard this year. I only got to do like a couple of races, but uh, having a job to do like for the entirety of it. So keeping the pace high the whole time or whatever it is really is a nice mental side of things. It helps you stay in the, in the game, but I think it would help. Um, when I did race the few races I did, it was very much, um, it felt natural. It was fast. And I think it was just when I had that job in my head, I was like, okay, do it. And it was, it was doable for sure because everyone's on the same boat. I think everyone's trying to feed the main rider or trying to eat, you know, whatever it is. So, um, Hopefully, especially when it comes to a bunch sprint, the aggression will really be helpful and just, you know, do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What are you most excited for about for your first season in the World Tour? Um, not sure how much I'm allowed to give away, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to... Harry Roubaix. Oh. That's that's just because I'm like, I don't know, that kind of just getting thrashed by the bike is in my head. Mm. Very, very exciting. But what else, what else, what else? Just sprinting, being able to show what I can do, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Are you like a big fan of... Um just like hard filthy days on the bike i think so yeah i think from schools racing i was in love with the rainy <laughs> the raining and terrible races so <laughs> i don't know i think just yeah i think it kind of gives you something else to focus on when the weather's horrible and the the, the terrain is terrible and all you all you got to do is like ride your bike versus riding it it's hot. It's a straight road. It's like, okay, I'm just in pain. <laughs> Versus like these, there's all these things. So I don't know. It's a little distracting, but it's in a good way, I think. Yeah. And you always feel better after, like when you get back from a, from a, from a really hard race or a real filthy ride, like you, you always feel good at the end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You just like the shower afterwards to get clean. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, when you're looking at the, the calendar of races that are in front of you uh, for this season, is there like is there any type of parkour that you think suits you best? Like obviously a race that will end in a sprint is one that's suited to you, but is there like would you would you like a climb towards the end, or would you like this, the finish of the race to be slightly uphill, or do you just want pan flat? Few turns. <laughs> what would you like? Circle. <laughs> no. Um, 
Uh, gosh, I, I'm open to all types of racing. I think the ones that I'll be better at, obviously, will be the ones that um, if there's climbing, just punchy, short climbs or longer, shorter ones, like longer, less steep. But, yeah, if this, that makes sense. Yeah. Less steep but long climbs, they're okay. But I think it's just the one thing that gets me most is the, that threshold of, like, smashing it up the first part of the climb and everyone is dying. But it's like who's, who's willing to dig deeper is, is the thing that I'm definitely working on for, like, on that mental side. But flat classic races, well, not maybe not flat, but the, the spring classics, those are the ones that I'm – I'm excited to do just learn and smash. <laughs> smash. Yeah, sick, sick. I love it. Uh, from a physical perspective, is there what are you hoping to improve on uh, in your first season? What do you want to lift up? Um, I've the one thing that I've been working on and trying to improve on is the, like I said before, like the the threshold of threshold power so like when you're on the limit just increasing that because the more you push that the better and easier everything gets so and race tactics too like the craft of it all learning when to go for a spot in a race where, where what's the move so i think a lot of it will be the experience yeah. that's for sure mm. yeah mm. okay uh and when you like do you have a uh someone coaching you Yes, uh, so I'm coached by Ben Sharp. He used to coach the um, the track, the track pursuit team, and he's now a I think one of just the development coaches for the for the US track team. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he knows his stuff, which is cool. But uh, yeah, I've been with him for about three years now, which is nice. Okay, that's definitely good. That's... a big progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years is a great uh, yeah great duration to have coach and, and the time taken to build a relationship is pretty important with the coaching mm-hmm. mm. yeah i agree yeah what's your uh, what's your favorite training session when you're out on the road or your most feared okay, um my favorite one is sprint like 10 15 seconds just however many of them um, how would you do that um it depends um, if it's like, if it's specific enough, I would do uh, three sets of five or uh, like maybe just eight sprints spread throughout an hour and a half or whatever it is. But I never do like half sprints. It's always either full gas or an effort. So, but I, I mean, I like sprinting, so obviously I like that. But hated ones, I think, Ah, oh, shoot. Anything longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is more than double digits. It's, it hurts. It's just mm. that much worse. But no, it's everything gets easier. But mm. then as you get better, everything gets harder to improve. So it's like a give and take of, okay, I'm getting better, but it's also getting harder. So, yeah. yeah. And, Riding for rally, uh, I'm always interested in um, human power, health, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> riding for HPH, um, what kind of uh, equipment are you guys using, like bikes and that sort of stuff? So we'll be on the same equipment as we were this year. So felt bikes, tram. Um, we've got Wahoo, which means we're on speed play. Oh, yeah. Um, we have limb helmets, Pactimo kit. Um, I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about the tires yet, but we're on vision wheels and vision equipment. Mm, what else? Yeah, I think that's the main the main things. Yeah, tram. I said tram. Yeah. Tram's good. Yeah. And what excites you most yeah. about your bike setup? Um. It's so aggressive. <laughs> so I got a bike for recently and I'm super low already, but they took another 10 mils off the the, the top tube. So where's the top tube? No, the, the stack height, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 
You're just like a whole now lot. Now 10 more lower, yeah, so I'm now super just <laughs> fully time trial position when I'm on my drops. It's great. Um, but I also, I got blips, sprint sprint blips. So I think that's been like the biggest um, improvement in, in my bike just because it's so much more efficient just to yeah. click harder. It's, it's yeah. great. But um, yeah. I think it's just so aggressive, my bike. Yeah. <laughs> So the blip shifters, they're the ones that are in like on the handlebars and you can sort of like mm-hmm. pop them off while, you, while you're sprinting. If you're um, in a race and um, going for the final sprint, when you launch for your final sprint I, in an ideal world, are you shifting in your sprint or have you chosen your gear and, you're, and you know you're running with that to the line? Um. It depends how long it is. Um, the last race I did in Sacramento, the Lions Den race, uh, I just drifted all the way and just <laughs> grinded that out for like 500 meters. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, it's and my coach is like, leave it to the last possible moment. And so with that, it's whatever whatever speed we're going to obviously is going to depend on the gear, but if there's enough speed, it's just that initial pop to get around. And if you get enough acceleration, you can kind of, I've I've just been able to sit up for a bit and then shouldn't do that, but (laughs) shouldn't do that. But um, yeah, I think it it really depends whether it's a a slow sprint or a fast sprint, but for the most part, they're fast. So the gear change isn't, too, too dramatic but it's yeah it depends but I, I i think for the most part i'll stick with the gear and then just go for it mm, okay and olivia do you prefer like a long sprint or like a short one um i mean to- regardless if, if it's a sprint i'm 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 happy i think um <laughs> Like looking at looking at lines then like I had my best 30 second power and it was above a thousand watts which hasn't happened before and above then also my, yeah oh, that's another insane thing and then but my five second is like almost 1300 so kind of just depends on how I'm feeling I guess yeah I think the shorter is easier because it's you know, it's it's less tactical, but um, I that was like the first time I'd ever done a really long, long sprint. Mm. Versus, yeah, then on the track, obviously I've I've done long sprints, but um, yeah, just straight raw power for thirty seconds was strange, but I, I liked it. <laughs> very impressive. It's very impressive. I would get destroyed by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> It's so pumped. Oh, it's gold. Okay, well, uh, so interesting. Um, speaking of the Legion's Lions Den uh, race, I was following that uh, from here and the hype it was getting built up was, like, massive. When In going into the lead-up of that race, what was it like on the day? It looked like it was packed with people, night crit. Yeah, I think it was out of the entire entire year besides speed week and athens which is uh, like this huge event um this event it was amazing and i think just because the sheer amount of one like and uh advertising of it obviously with the equal pay the amount of pay and you know just like who was coming um it's pretty freaking amazing and the I think the best part was the the awards because like there were so many people, all the cameras and then all the all the announcers and the lights, the champagne, you know, it's just it was very cool. It was a very cool environment. I wish that's what crits should be like. <laughs> yeah. So they're they I think Legion's doing a great job, especially if they can keep keep doing those for mm-hmm. sure. And yeah. The Obviously, the racing had the um, the big prize money, all that sort of stuff. When you're starting, mm-hmm. on the, like when you're starting on the line, 
and there's all this like you know an unusual amount of prize money does it make you more like nervous were you more nervous that night um i was actually very <laughs> surprisingly i was pretty calm um because it's such a huge payout everyone wants it that much much more which meant everyone was working that much more which mm-hmm. meant the less work I had to do. <laughs> um, it was funny. Like the, at the front, it was fast because it was flat. Like in, the course was flat and the, the speed was so high. It was just enjoyable. Um, the front was fast and we were working really hard. And then in the middle, it was sort of just, it's always dangerous in the middle. It's kind of just washing machine. You're getting fighting for a spot for 20th place it's like okay and so and then at the back it was the back was the best yeah you just coast around the corner each turn and you're there especially if you you know you you get arrow around the corner you don't have to really put out that much energy so throughout half the race it was like okay I'm, i don't want to waste any energy and so I was asked about the preems, like, why didn't I go for any preems? And I said, because no one remembers if you win a preem, you know. Yeah. Unless the preems are more than the, the prize of winning. Um, but, no, yeah, that was – honestly, looking back at that race, I raced it really poorly. I even, like, had a huge conversation with my coach. Just, I effed that up so bad. But he's like, a win's a win. You learn from it, but a win is a win. I'm like, yep, okay. What <laughs> but what did you do wrong? Um, I think it just didn't move up at the last at the last few laps when I needed to. I think just I kind of it was like almost an out of body. I was like, okay, I need to move up. I was like, six laps to go. Okay, I need to move up. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, wait, there's two to go, and I'm at the back. And then the last lap, I you know when you you go around the corner and you try pedal, but you haven't got enough traction, so you like pop the wheel. Oh, yeah. I popped the wheel and I was like, shoot. And then I had like four girls pass me on the, from the inside or then go around me to the left, which meant the entire right side of the course was open, which was like, sick. okay, so I waited for them to pass me. And as soon as I, they did, I had, I think, 600 meters. And I just, like I said, click, 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 just needed that. It felt very slow motion, which was cool, but it didn't, should not have been like that at all. <laughs> should not have been like that at all. So I'm just thankful <laughs> to the gods that I was able to do it yeah. how I did. But yeah, definitely something not to do again. <laughs> yeah. How, but I mean, well, into that last corner, how far back were you? Uh, once the girls the four girls who passed me, I was dead last. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that again. And then you just steamed it. And you won by like two lengths. Didn't have happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. <laughs> That's amazing. It was the crowd like just popping off when you came. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when I, when, when I was going, I saw pink up the road. So that was it. I was obviously Kendall and Kendall Ryan and Skylar Schneider. And I was like, oh no. But then I passed them and I was looking at looking at Kendall as I went past her. And I was like, yeah. this isn't happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty wild. I did not expect it at all. Yeah. That's but crazy. yeah. Shouldn't have happened, but yeah, I'm very lucky it did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So sick. And, like, that amount of, like, how much prize money is it for the win? Um, so it was 15000 for the win. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. Very much insane. Yeah. <laughs> gosh, yeah. That's wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And, um, well, yeah, well, for the race, for the, for the into the line stand, what was the average speed for the crit? That's a great question. Um, I think it was like 40 k's an hour, 40 around 30, oh, is that 32 miles? I don't know. 
I still have. I've been here so long. I still don't know. Don't say mine. I'm forty. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> don't. I don't understand. No one understands what this is. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Was this is forty? It was fast, definitely, just because it was flat, mm. four corners. Um, yeah. I think it was one of the fastest races of the year. That one of the fastest crits of the year. That's for sure. Sick. Yeah, Sick. It was good. It was good. Mm. Having the Europeans attack the whole time was like, okay, this is a real deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it must have been awesome racing with um, some of the Euro pros that came over. Um, we, oh, yeah. When you see them lining up in the race and, like, you know, you're waiting on the start line, are you sort of looking at them going, like, are you intimidated by them? No. Yeah. Yes and no, because it, it was almost like they came into our territory, right? Like, what have I been doing all year? Racing crits. What have they been doing all year? Racing road races. Mm. Doesn't mean they're not strong. It just means like the, the the essence of crit racing is so specific yep. that you could be the strongest one and still, if you miss a, a if you miss something or whatever, you you're kind of done. But it definitely was it was cool. I think to see them. I was like. I'm going to see you guys next year. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and then Car- I think, yeah. Corinne hmm? was going for all the um, preems. She was doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah, she was. Well, she, she had just been married. She was on on um, honeymoon. So I was kind of like, yeah. okay, I'll do it. Because <laughs> my, my coach used to coach her and they were chatting. And I was just like, oh, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave vacation. Or I wouldn't leave my honeymoon for that. Well, actually, I think it was after the honeymoon. But... Still, just being there that long is her, her being able to, to race was really cool as well because I'd never raced her before. So it was fun. That's cool. Well, she, she might be um, a sprinting competition. Yes, she will be. Mm. <laughs> but it's funny, I know all her tricks because my coach coached her. So. <laughs> yeah, you got the inside work. <laughs> no, I wouldn't use that against her, of course no. not. No, but it'll be, it'll be very cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, another good thing uh, that I've found out or that I've been following for a while is, uh, you know, I don't know if it was this year or last year, you did uh, the, uh, the article with Cycling News or with someone about um, like a positive body, positive image. Yeah, yeah, that was this year um, around uh, July, I think it was, yeah. Can you... It was like a mental health awareness. Type. Yeah. The deal, yeah. Okay. Can you um, tell us a bit more about what that was about? Yeah. So I think the team was, originally it was the team asked uh, who would like to talk about their personal experiences with the idea of body positivity. And I was like, sure, I've got a lot of things to say. <laughs> so I think I was the only one that reached out, I believe, to, back to the team, like, yeah, sure, I'll answer some questions and it's so funny it's turned into this huge like um this thing like stacy sims reposted it and um a couple of uh, a couple of people in new zealand have wanted to um when i get back to do some more on it um cycling or bicycling magazine we ju- i just shot some photos last week um with them for more like an extensive look at what that whole article was about originally. And yeah, it's been very, very exciting how it sort of transpired into this, this topic that no one really talked about. And I think it was, it was kind of funny because I was trying to be as PC as I could. I was like, don't starve yourself and don't eat like shit. You know, you can't really say that. So I was very much, like okay let me just think how do I not offend anyone because obviously it's very easy to say well just eat what you want be happy but there's there's obviously positives and negatives to that there should not be any restriction but also you need some discipline so Mm. I was trying to figure out the best way and I think it worked really well I was really trying to think how I can bring my experiences and what I, I feel it should be like to 
a lot of people and uh, even non-cyclists were like this was really cool mm. so that was really comforting and the funniest part though is someone says oh you're so brave for doing it and I thought brave should be a, a talked about thing and I think slowly slowly especially throughout the world of sport um it is which is cool um yeah um basically I just talked about what you what you have as what you're born with so myself I have muscle so use it to my advantage you know versus trying to change it because mm. you're like fighting fire with fire at that point so yeah I mean some people are small and they win but also if, if yeah if you yeah there's so many like health risks that go in go hand in hand with not fueling and it's sad but yeah I hope it's I hope it's getting more traction and mm. allowing for that education mm. yeah. as you said you're a rider that has like you carry more muscle right so you're like bigger unit but you're a machine mm-hmm. And if I was like, if I was you and, and you're lining up, like when you go to Europe, do you just stand in line and go, yeah, I'm feeling strong? A lot goes through my head. There's like a combination of they're really small, they're going to win or they're going to climb better. But then also I'm thinking, well, I hope I get to use my sprint and if I play my cards right, it will work. So there's like a, there's a give and take. I mean, that's why they have different racing. That's why they have mm. mountaintop finishes and, you know, time trials and criteriums because there's so many people suited to certain things. And I don't think I would finish a race crying if I came last in a, you know, um, 12,000 meter ele- elevation climb, like, that's just not what I do. And I mean, I'm not saying that I'm against climbing, but it's definitely like a, you play to your strengths for sure. And mine sprinting. And I mean, that was something I had to learn this year is focus on what you're, you're good at <laughs> versus trying to be something that you're not. Cause yeah. yeah. Focus on your strengths. I mean, it's a good takeaway. Mm. Okay. Um, who's your, uh, I've got some, Fun questions here. Who's your cycling hero? Um, goodness, I think I would have to say Mark Cavendish, just because of his sprinting ability. I think what he what he's done in his career is just primo. That'd be the goal one day to meet him, sprint him. <laughs> that would be so sick. I'll I'll tweet to him. Yo, you want to sprint? <laughs> no. Do you ride Zwift? <laughs> I have. Uh, definitely I did a fair amount last year, but I am not a fan. I would rather ride outside in the cold and rain <laughs> than ride the trainer. <laughs> Maybe I'm just weird like that, but no, nah, it's I love Zwift. Like I think it's a really great platform. It's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. It's a polarizing question. People either say they love it on level 50 or <laughs> <laughs> they hate it Jeez. that's probably just so yeah i mean it's yeah <laughs> dang yeah no it's 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 a great tool i think like for 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 intervals and whatnot it's great but yeah nah okay nah. <laughs> um what's your uh what's your favorite post-ride meal not post-race, like you've just done a big session on the bike training. Um, I would say go-to would be a bagel with egg and avocado in some form of protein, like maybe salmon or tofu or chicken, whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a bagel. I love bagels. Mm-hmm. Is bread. Just, <laughs> yeah, bread's pretty good. But is it is it just a plain bagel or is it like an everything one? Is it a you know, uh, sesame, sesame seed bagel? And you toast it and then I get vegan butter. Oh yeah. It's primo. <laughs> that sounds very good. 
if you can win any race or any stage of any race in your first year, what would it be? Uh, first stage God, I can't speak. First stage of the tour, tour de France. That would be elite. If I get to race it, that is it. That is I'm like, cool, I'm done. I can retire now. That is that will be the goal, I think. On the shops. Yes. The cobbles. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. That would be elite. Well well being a world tour team, you guys will have your team will be there. Exactly. I have a really strong lead out of Dutch and German oh. riders. Yeah. You know? It's like, if it happens, I'm not, I don't know if I'm racing it yet, but um, yeah, it's, it's like, if I do, if I can, that is the goal. But if, if, if I have to have a secondary, it will be Paris-Roubaix. Just monument. I think, yeah. but I think that's everyone's goal. I think just to to win something, I think yeah. would be really cool. But I'm not, I'm not. That's not the expectation. I think. Yeah, of course. If I, it's a little, it's a little high and mighty. <laughs> no, maybe at this point, I don't know. It's good to shoot for the stars. You know. Yes, exactly. That's true. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see but, what happens. <laughs> you uh, there's a racing in New Zealand that. Um, I well, I guess it's well, sort of. It's off road, right? Gravel and tar. <laughs> it was like half road, half gravel. Yeah. Yeah, a few. I reckon a lot of the listeners, especially in Australia, would have heard about the gravel and tar race, and plenty over east have gone over to race it. Um, mm-hmm. Won it this year or last year? Um, this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's that race like? What is it? How is it raced? Um, it was really fun. I think for the most part, the gravel sections were pretty tame. It was just the last one that was really bad because you went through like thick quarry rocks. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was hot. But no, uh, that was great. I was in a breakaway with a bunch of girls and I won that well actually it was a pretty big group but then we went through that quarry thing like a bike path and then it went into this quarry and I stood I I kept riding but you know just a few people just toppled over because you know if you don't have the the pressure down it kind of catches you when you fall so I was lucky enough to to stay upright and not uncliff and um yeah I think we, we ended up with about five of us at the end um and yeah, just flat last like three k. So just let them up. Just wait, yeah, just wait and go for it. And yeah, that was good. That was that was a very fun race. It was it was definitely a little bit technical and hard, obviously, to keep that pace when you're going over gravel and rocks and whatnot. But um, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. That's cool. Well, hopefully, you get to do um. Stroud Yankee. Yeah, the team's planning on doing that. I'm not sure if I am at this point. Yeah. But hopefully the schedules will be released soon. So we'll make life a lot easier to plan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, you said to me earlier that you're uh, moving to Europe. Um, where, I guess, what excites you most about moving to Europe? That's a great question. I think the purpose of training, um, and by that I mean you're there to train and that is it. You know what I mean? Like it's Girona is going to be a little difficult because it's cafe culture, so (laughs) more enjoyable. It's going to be enjoyable, obviously. But um, I think just giving it all my focus and energy, that is huge it's mm. a huge goal for me just to completely focus that on that so i think just the, the culture and the food the oh. pastries gosh yes oh man yeah it's 
bloody exciting. Um, Olivia, yeah, that's all I've got, my friend. Um, Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Really Thank cool. you very much. It was great to be here. Yeah, yeah. And if if the listeners are keen to follow more about Olivia Ray, where do they find you on social media? So my Instagram is Array Cycling. And, yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing I use. I'm not too keen on Twitter <laughs> too much, but... Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. But yeah, that's, Instagram that's, for sure. All right, that's where you find Olivia. Thank you so much. And um, we can't wait to watch you in your first season of the Women's World Tour. Oh, thank you very much. All the help is, was greatly appreciated. Episode 8, done and dusted. How cool was that? Talking with Olivia Ray, the absolute machine from New Zealand. And, um, you know, like we talked about on the episode, it's going to be really interesting to see how she goes over in Europe and on the Women's World Tour. And as we see the, you know, the increase of stage races and therefore uh, more sprinter-friendly stages, it's going to be um, awesome to see Olivia uh, hopefully, at the end of those races, unleashing that power that we know she's got. So um, check her out on Instagram, um, follow her there, and look out for a team, Human Powered Health. And, um, yeah, hey, look, we've got two episodes to go for Season 1. Um, there's going to be a couple of specials thrown in there. So thanks again for listening to the episode, um, liking it on Instagram and all that sorts of stuff. Keep sharing it. Leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts and follow the pod on Spotify if you're using that platform. My friends, my listeners, thank you so much. We're going to be back again next Monday. I'll see you then.